Hallelujah. It's good to be with you. I, and I just want to say, uh, we, we believe in uh, divine appointments. And, uh, you know, um, you, you never know how God's going to do things in your journey. And uh, part of our journey was to come here to, uh, to, to Cherry, North Carolina, and to meet you. And, uh, you know, you, you don't always know the doors that God's going to open for you, but, uh, but he puts it all together. Can you say amen? amen. We're so thankful for... Uh, your pastors, uh, David and Sandy Phelps, they are, they are uh, called of God. They have an anointing upon their life. They're doing a great work. Hallelujah. And, uh, and, and there's, there's more to do. And, uh, you know, God loves you so much that, uh, that, that he sent you uh, ministry gifts uh, to, to, to help you fulfill what God's called, called you to do. You know, we can't, we can't do all this by ourselves. And, uh, and, you know, we, we had the invitation from them and, and, uh, you know, we, again, this is supernatural relationships, not just with them, but with you, because again, you can't do this all together. You can't do this by yourself. That's how the Lord in the last, uh, uh, just a little bit, it hooked us up with, uh, Pastor Phil and, and Pastor Jerry Ann and, and, uh, Turning Point Ministries, because again, as I said the other night, it's just been a game changer for us. And it's kind of like this in, in 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul had to deal with uh, divisions and things like that in the church. And it's all because, you know, all of us, we like what we like. We like this or we like that. But, you know, um, the Apostle Paul said, you know, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And um, uh, Paul also said the, the statement is, is that uh, we, we are just people that have been, that God advance you and to bring you up. And I just want to encourage you, even when I was here, I, 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 I felt like this, just to say this, and again, don't want to be churchy, but uh, you know, when you have revival, everybody gets happy, God does different things like that, and, and uh, you don't have to wait to the next revival. You don't have to go back into a lull and just wait for the next meeting. No, no, I believe that God was giving all of us an opportunity to go to another level. What I mean by another level is that means to live a whole different type of lifestyle. And I, I love God by, by this is, is because, you know, again, uh, God is a, is a perfect gentleman. He's a father. He's one who loves you. And it's like this. He gives you an opportunity. And it's almost like the opportunity is, is that God's saying, I'm giving you an opportunity. I want you to do it. But I'm going to leave it up to you whether you want to do it or not. But to me, it means more. You know, I, I know that we can, be, we can be coached. We can, you know, God can be stern sometimes on different things. And, and sometimes, um, uh, you know, we can do things even though that we don't want it. But when God gives you an invitation, then he, he puts it in your court. And, and he'll tell you that I really want you to do this. And so, again, it's, 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 it's up to you whether you want to do this. But I want to encourage you. Uh, this is how we operate. I mean, I mean, we have been in transition uh, ever since the beginning of 2022, prob probably a little bit more than that. But here's, here's what we did. We, we began to pay attention to the word of the Lord that came from, from people that, that God sent us. And, and when the word of the Lord comes, it's a confirmation to what he's already dealing with you about. And so in order for us, and I, and I, will tell, I don't have time today to go through all the journey, but, but folks, we've been on a journey. <laughs> You know, we've sold our house. <laughs> we're not homeless, but we're houseless. And uh, we've sold our house. We've sold everything to follow the plan of God. And, uh, and man, there's been some ups. There's been some downs. There's been some turns, all those different things. You say, well, Pastor Nathan, how have you been able to navigate this? It's because we have held on. We have heard and we have held on to the words that God has said to us. That's what you have to do. The things that when, when Pastor Phil was here and, 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 and speaking over you and the words by the Holy Ghost, what you have to do is, you know, I have an iPhone and what I do is I take notes. I encourage you, bring your Bibles to church, but bring something to write on. Why? It's because you've got to realize the enemy is not just after you. He's after the Word of God that's planted in your heart. If the Word of God would ever be planted in your heart, then what's going to happen is it's going to begin to produce 30, 60, and 100-fold. Amen. Amen. Because the 
The seed is the word of God. And you'll see in the parable of the sower in Mark chapter 4 is that's what the enemy is after. Why? It's because if you ever get a hold of those things. Now here's what the Holy Ghost says is, is that, is that if, if you'll take what the Holy Ghost has spoken over you or you write them down, you begin to meditate on them. You're like Samuel who said when he began to, to, to get the call of God upon his life. Here's what happened is he, the Bible says he didn't let those words hit the ground. When Mary received the instruction that she was going to birth the Son of God, is she pondered those things. She put those things in her heart, and she believed them. Amen. And the angel of the Lord says, because she has believed them, then there was going to be a performance. Can you say amen? If you'll hold on to the things that have been spoken over you this week, and you don't let them go, but you meditate on them over and over, you will see a performance of what God says He will do. God has done some things in this meeting, but I will tell you, it doesn't stop here. He wants to continue those things. Right. Holy Spirit wanted me to tell you that is this is, is that if you'll begin to take those things that would have been said, and, and you say, well, I don't remember all of them. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring them back to your remembrance. That's what Jesus said in John chapter 16. He says the Holy Spirit has come that, that, that He will bring back to your remembrance the things that I have said to you. And the Lord was saying to me like this is, is that if you if you'll begin to meditate on those things and keep them in your heart, then the Holy Spirit is going to give you more. The Bible teaches that. And all of a sudden, He'll get you into the Word of God, and all of a sudden, you'll begin to go on a Word journey. You'll get to go on a, a revelation journey. You'll get to go on a journey with God, and all of a sudden, guess what you're starting to do? You're starting to get out of the old and into the new. Come on, Brother Phil said this week is about the new thing. We're going to talk about that here in just a little bit, about the new thing. You're, you're, going, you're moving into the new territory. You can't stay where you're at. Why? It's because that, that's, where, that's where the mistakes are. That's where the past is. That's where the failures are. That's where the struggles are, all those different things. No, we've got to get out of that and follow God. But if you'll just begin to meditate on those things and keep those to your heart, then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit, the Spirit will start taking you on a journey and taking you where God's called you to be. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, let's all lift our hands. And Father, we just thank you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you that we have uh, uh, ears to hear, eyes to see. And we just give you all the praise and glory. And in Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I didn't know. Well, I know this, that I am a, a minister. I didn't know how God was going to do all this. But earlier in the week, the Lord had dropped a word in my heart. And uh, I, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, this is a... This is not just revelation. This is a message. I'm not preaching this week. What am, what am I going to do with this? And all of a sudden, bam, the Lord opened the door. And, you know, you just have to go through that door. So we're going to go over to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And the title of my message today is Seeing the Invisible. Seeing the the invisible. Hallelujah. So let's, uh, let, me, let me get everything out here. I don't, everything that I have is packed up. I don't have access to a printer. All of those things. Most times I print all this stuff out, but praise the Lord. Thank God for this laptop. Hallelujah. So, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 24 through 27. I'm going to read this in the King James. It says, By faith... Moses, when he had come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than all the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect under the recompense of the reward. Verse 27, this is what I want to I focus in on. It says, by faith he forsook Egypt not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured, everybody say he endured, as seeing him who is invisible. I want to tell you something, folks. There's a lot of things happening in this world. A lot of it's, it's very, very prophetic. But the most important thing is, is that we need to keep our eyes on what God is doing. Can you say amen? 
And I will tell you that, that man, the, you know, the, one of the reasons why they have 24 breaking news and all kinds of different things, and we're in the, we're in the information age and all that, it's all, all to get us distracted uh, by what God's called us to do. You know why? It's because the enemy knows that we have so much time to live upon this earth, right? Amen. And it doesn't make any difference what time of life that you're in. I will tell you that God's, come on now, I'm, gonna, I'm fixing to shout here. God's gifts and his callings are without repentance. There are people in the Bible who did not start till they were 75. Come on now. There's people that did not start until they were 75 years old. Abraham being one of them. People say, well, you know, God couldn't call me, you know, and all those different things. Don't listen to that because God's gifts and callings are without repentance. You'll never find anybody else more long-suffering than God. You may have missed it. Things may have been delayed. The things may have been put off. But I will tell you, God still knows, amen, those who he called and what he's called to do. Praise the Lord. And the reason why that Jesus hadn't come back is because God wants all the fruit, all the harvest to come in. Can you say amen? Amen. Come on, don't think God's given up on you. Praise the Lord. He's not given up on you. There's still time to serve Him. And I, I, I admonish every person that I talk to, and that is this, that the greatest thing that could ever happen to you, amen, hallelujah, is to get saved. But the greatest thing is, is that the Lord would use you. The Lord would use you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He can. Praise the Lord. So notice this. Notice this. I love this. This is what the, the, the Weymouth translation says. It says, through faith, he left Egypt, not being frightened by the king's anger, for he held on his course as seeing the unseen one. He held on to his course by seeing the unseen one. The Berean says it like this. By faith, Moses left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered. Everybody say persevered. If you're going to live this life for God, you're going to have to learn something about endurance. <laughs> you're going to have to learn, learn something about, you know, sometimes the Bible says patience, but really what it means is endurance. That means that there's some things you're going to have to withstand. Some things you're going to have to battle through. Some things you're going to, you're going to have to, you know, it's, it's like what James says is, is that, uh, that, that when patience or endurance, what that does is it strengthens your muscles. Can you say Amen. Amen. It strengthens your faith. With Smith Wigglesworth said like this, that great faith oftentimes comes through great battles. But he says he persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Now notice this. I'm going to say this backwards just a little bit because that's, sometimes that's how the Bible is written. Because you've got to understand why Moses persevered and what did he do? He got God's people out of the uh, slavery and bondage. Hallelujah. And, and he, he got them out of that journey with God. Can you say amen? So notice this is because Moses saw the invisible, he had faith. Really, that's how faith comes. Faith comes is that it's not just by hearing, but it's when you get it. It's when you understand. It's when God gives you, you know, you have a eureka moment. The light, you know, in cartoons they had the light bulb, you know, come off. Oh, you know, uh, it's kind of like my dad said. I, I see, said the blind man. You know, you, know you, you begin to understand. So when, when Moses began to see the invisible, he began to have faith. And when he began to have faith, he did not fear the wrath of the king or the wrath of Pharaoh or the wrath of whoever was trying to stop him. And then this is what he did. He held on his course and he persevered. Can you say amen? Amen. Now let me give you some definitions here. Invisible means the unseen. Now, now, now you've got to understand this about the unseen. I realize we live in a natural, uh, you know, state and all those different things, but the Bible says that everything you see was created was not created out of visible things or tangible things. It was created by the Word of God. Can you say amen? So really, actually, the, the supernatural realm or the spiritual realm is more real than this natural realm. Hallelujah. And it's made up of the Word of God. So the invisible things are the unseen as perceived in birthings of faith. Hallelujah. Now, now, you know this, where it says that we walk by faith and not by sight, right? And so, so, you know, he's talking about natural sight here, but what we're talking about is seeing 
God things. Can you say amen? Now we'll go over just a little bit, bit further here and this is all going to make sense. Hallelujah. So, because he saw the invisible, it says that he had faith and he, he, he did not fear. That means he was not being frightened or alarmed or to be struck with fear or seized by alarm or to fear the danger of something or someone. You know, the enemy is always trying to get you afraid of something. And it's designed to stop the plan of God in your life, right? But usually fear is all because of something maybe we imagine or something that we see and all those different things. And, and if we'll let fear come in or, or you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I can do that because, you know, what if this happens or what if that happens or what if this happens? Come on, you ever done this? Man, you go begin to, well, what if this or what if that? And all of a sudden you start producing these scenarios in your life. But I will tell you, when you begin to hone in on or focus in on the invisible or the unseen things, and all of a sudden you begin to see God in what you're doing, you begin to see how God's going to work this thing out, you begin to see what He plans to do, and I will tell you again, the things that God said to you, praise the Lord, not only does He want you to be uh, touched and blessed in this meeting, but, but it's always not just about now, but it's also about the future as well. Can you say amen? God, you know, we talked about this week about God being faithful. I love that scripture. It says God is faithful who will also do it. Can you say amen? He'll bring it to pass. Hallelujah. So let's go on here. Hallelujah. He, he endured. That means he remained steadfast. Can you say amen? So again, we're talking about seeing the invisible. So let's look at John chapter 5. Let's look at John chapter 5 real quickly. Hallelujah. This, you, you remember this is, this is where Jesus raised up the man um, at uh, the pool of Bethesda who was in a condition for over 38 years. And then he, he began to be persecuted by the religious people because Jesus healed this man on the Sabbath. You understand that? But you know what I love about Jesus? Even when he was being persecuted and people didn't like him and all of that, if you'll read the scriptures, that even though that they were persecuting him, he was still giving wisdom and revelation out on why he was doing those things. I thought, man, why would you waste your time on the people who or whatever? But he is still, he's still giving out his secrets. Hallelujah. How many like the secrets of God? That, that, me, I do. I love the secrets of God. Why? It's because the secrets of God are, are the things that are invisible. Can you say amen? So Jesus said it like this. John 5 and verse 19. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. This is the New Living Translation. He does only. Everybody say only. Everybody say it again. Say only. You know, only is, 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 it can be just one thing. Only separates all the other junk, all the other scenarios, all the other things you have to deal with. Jesus said this. He said, he said, I only do, uh, he goes, he does only what he sees the Father is doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Now let me back up here. One thing that Jesus said when they were persecuting him, and that is this. He said, my Father is always working. Man, I don't, man, that, that is something, that is something uh, to, to, to meditate on and just go over. Why? It's because sometimes you think, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if my prayers are working. You know, it just doesn't feel like whatever. No, no, Jesus said his father was always working. Hallelujah. When God set this life, set this universe, set the plan of redemption, come on, in motion, come on, he said it. Come on, that's what it is. Come on, when he said, I, I, I have established, come on, the end from the beginning. In other words, God set this in motion. And God is always working. It's like everybody was at the pool of Bethesda and they were all waiting, waiting for that angel to come down. But all of a sudden, God was working. You say, well, how was God was working? God was working through the gifts of the Spirit, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And, 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 and when He came there, he, he saw His Father wanting to raise this man up. And all Jesus did was is, is act that out or, or just do that. Can you say amen? 
So Jesus said, listen, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do what I want to. I'm not doing this by myself. I'll just tell you this is, is that doing life by yourself is scary. Scary. Hallelujah. I'm sure my wife, when she came up here and, and, and they, she got the microphone, put it in her face and, you know, do this. You've got something. But I, but I, I knew this when she did that. I, 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 was, I was saying under my, Jill, you've been trained to do this. And she has, because she would come in, in, in our church in Kentucky and she would get up and she would admonish the people every Sunday. Hallelujah. And begin to speak out of her spirit. In fact, it's been prophesied over her, hallelujah, that she has deep, deep utterance on the inside of her. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. And, and, and I just want to encourage, stop right here and just encourage you just a little bit. Don't, don't look at us. Or look at somebody else and say, well, you know, you, you guys are just so special or you've been doing this. No, 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 no. If we do anything, it's all because we've learned to let the God that lives on the inside of us out to bless you. Can you say amen? And really, that's all what, what really discipleship and ministry is all about is to encourage you not to have necessarily faith in yourself, but faith in the God who lives on the inside of you. Amen. And let the grace of God, you make, make many mistakes, but God knows. Come on, if he's going to work, he's going to have to work through us and he's going to have to use our personality. He's going to have to use our flaws. Kind of like what Brother Hagin said. He said, you know, if the Lord waited for, for us to be perfect, he couldn't use anybody. So people, I don't understand why God would use somebody like that. It's kind of like a pastor friend of mine who, who, who was a farmer in Iowa. And uh, he was farming the tractor. And, and while he was on the tractor, God, God called him to the ministry. And, and he said, God, I, all I know how to do is farm this, uh, th this land here. God says, I have thousands upon thousands that can do what you're doing right now. And God says, I don't have very many people who will go and minister my word. Hallelujah. So he was, he was listening. He began to, that pastor began to see, began to see the invisible. And he began to break out of where he was and, and, and to follow the plan of God for his life. Can you say amen? So Jesus said, my father is always working. He began to see things. Hallelujah. You know, that, that's what we're going to have to do. You, you're going to have to begin to see things beyond <laughs> of, of, of the normal. Hallelujah. We're all going to have to become vis visionaries, and we do that by the Holy Spirit. You know, that's what the scripture says over in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. You ever hope for anything? You know, oftentimes is, is if you've got a vision, you've got a different things. Oftentimes is, is that God's the one who puts that on the inside of you. Why? It's because if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. All we're trying to do is, is just to help you to unlock what God's called you to do. Can you say amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus. <laughs> yes, sir. Praise God. Praise God. He's coming soon. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. But you know, Jesus was able to... How many know that when Jesus came to this earth, he, 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 there was a mission, there was a plan? Hallelujah. And he knew that plan. Even, even from an early age, he knew that plan. That he told, told his parents, who were so deathly... Well, they were so angry at him because he'd, he'd wandered off and he was found in the temple. And he says, no, you're not that I must be about my father's business. But then he had, to understand, he had to understand the timing of God. He was just 12. He, he had to go back and submit himself to his parents, but it was a time to go out. Look with me real quickly to, uh, to uh, Hebrews chapter uh, 12. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Everybody say, see the invisible. Hallelujah. Seeing the Father. 
You know, while you're turning there, um, let me just share with you, Pastor Phil had, had mentioned a little bit about the new thing. You know, that scripture there is over there in Isaiah 43. I know I, know I told you to turn there to, to Hebrews chapter 12, but Isaiah 43 and 18 says, uh, remember not the former things. How many ever heard that scripture before over there in Isaiah? Remember not the former things. The New Living Translation says, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. For I'm about to do something new. And then he says, see, I have already begun it. He says, do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Hallelujah. You know, um, it's kind of what the Lord had said to me earlier in the week is, is that he began to give this to me personally. But again, I knew that there was more about this. It's because again, folks, we walk by faith and not by sight. What does that really mean is, is that, that you and I, in order to follow the plan of God for our life, is, is that we have to begin to see the plan of God and begin to walk that out. Amen? Because it, again, is, is that until we begin to see the Father, how He's doing, and this is what the Lord was saying to me, He says, can't you see? Can't you see me? Can't you see me how I'm putting all this together? Can't you see as far as what I'm doing and all those different... Sometimes we need to step back and begin to look at the faithfulness of God. Sometimes all we do is we, all we, do is we see the problem. But we don't see past it. Amen? How many know this, that, uh, that Jesus went through a lot on this earth? I mean, not only in his ministry and then things, but when it was time for him to go to, to Jerusalem and suffer for all mankind, even the devil sent one of his closest three to get right in front of him and, say, and rebuke him. But what did Jesus say? He said, Satan, get thee behind me. Hallelujah. For you savor not the things of God, only the things of man. He didn't say Peter. He said Satan, Right? But Jesus had to go and die. And, and, and when he was arrested, you know, even before he was arrested, remember, he was in the garden and he was going through a, just a tumultuous time. He says, Lord, if there be any other way. But the scripture says here in Hebrews 2, 12 in verse 2, let me read this to you as we finish this up. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12, 2 says, well, I'll read verse 1 to you. It says, Therefore, see, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin which clings to us so closely, and let us run with endurance. Here's that word endurance again, right? The race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and it is seated at the right hand of God. You know, you know why Jesus was able to, to maneuver through all of, of that pain? Jesus suffered more than any person it would ever suffer in the history of humanity. The Bible says that he, his image was marred. In fact, if you were to see him after they beat him and after he put it on the cross, he, he ceased to look like a human being. You say, how in the world could somebody get through something like that? It's because he saw past it. Some people, some people, get, some people get stopped in what they're doing is, is because they get more focused on the problem instead of, instead of the end result or the finish line. Well, what was the finish line? I mean, it was, it was ultimately for, for us in this age is, well, what was, the, what was the goal? What was the goal for Jesus? The goal for Jesus was is to be seated at the right hand of God, Amen. the Father. Amen. And not just Him, but also us seated because the Bible says we were raised up together and made to sit together with Him. Amen. The reason why, now notice this, the reason why, you don't think that, that when Jesus was in the garden and when He says, Lord, if there be any other way, you don't think that He was afraid at that time? Absolutely. Why? It's because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 that He, anything possibly that we could go through, He has, he has gone through it. Yeah. Yes. He said this. He, the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 4, it says, he says he was tempted in all points yet without sin. Why? It's because he obeyed. You know why he obeyed? It's because 
He saw the very end. Hallelujah. And so today, what we want you to see is, is that we want you to see what God's called you to do. We want you to see beyond, hallelujah, all of human plans or man's plans or everything, anything and everything that somebody has, has said about you or this or that and said you could not do. I tell you, my mother was a, a, a great woman of God and, and when she was being called into the ministry to do what God's called her to do, you know, some of her own family, her own mother came up to her and said this, well, how, I, I just can't see how God would call a, a, a woman like you who's got five children. How many know that hurts, right? But here's what you have to do. Instead of seeing that or seeing all the impossibilities or seeing all of those things is, is that you have to see past that. You begin to, you're going to have to see God working. And Jesus said, my father is always working. He's working right now. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is so good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. You know, the Apostle Paul said it like this. That's what he was praying for the church at Ephesus in chapter 1. He says this. He was praying that God would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding would be flooded with light. You want to know why? It's because God wants you to see things. Moses didn't just have an easy time. You know, at first, here's what he did. He gave God... Every excuse of why God couldn't use him. God, I'm a stutterer. I'm this. I'm that. I have failed. This and all those different things. But I will tell you what, he, what Moses did, the reason why he was able to do what he did was because he got his eyes off of himself and he began to, and off his problem and all those different things. And he began to get it on the plan of God. Can you say Amen. I want our music people to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Everybody say eyes to see. You know, sometimes we don't necessarily understand everything. Amen. But you're going to have to see the plan of God. Otherwise, we just keep doing the same, same thing, all the, all the other things. You're going to have to let the Holy Ghost... <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, it's like this. It's like what the enemy tries to do. From the time you get up in the morning, from the time you go to bed, sometimes all we ever see ourselves is, is in the condition that we're in. Sometimes that's all we see. is the same thing over and over again. I don't know who this is for. I don't know if it's for whatever, but I want to tell you something. The Holy Spirit can change what you're seeing. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost can change what you see. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost can change, can change your perception. Hallelujah. We just declare in the name of Jesus a holy, holy mind. <laughs> you won't, from this day forward, I declare over your life that you will not see yourself like this anymore. Because you, God doesn't see you like you see you. Hallelujah. God sees you who He's created you to be. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. You know, what's that little device? Now, I grew up in the 80s and I remember that, but you remember that those little, those little uh, things you put up like a uh, binoculars, whatever, and then you'd set that thing in there and that slide? Viewmaster view or whatever. What I see is, is that for your life, amen, and I'm not just talking to you. I'm talk I, I see this, that the Holy Ghost is putting His hand upon that and He's changing the scenery. He's changing the vision. God has called every person, hallelujah, to have a vision. Sometimes we have a vision and, 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 and we play it safe. We play it safe. Well... 
In other words, sometimes that vision is just based on, you know, or what my abilities are and all that. But I, I want to tell you something. <laughs> it's just like my wife was saying is, is those guys was catching. I, I, can, I saw that movie where those guys were catching those fly balls and, and the people was like, oh my gosh. Hallelujah. Lord, I just declare right now in the name of Jesus, just a new, new and a greater anointing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. To go beyond. And Lord, we just speak, hallelujah, that God would begin to put people around you to see, see, yep, that's it, 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 that's it. God's going to begin the same thing that, that God's going to begin to show and, and probably have shown Pastor David and Sandy to do. God's going to begin to share that same vision, hallelujah, in this people, hallelujah, to see the same thing. Because and, 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 God knows where the pieces go. God knows where the places are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, sometimes what happens is, is, is we don't necessarily see things eye to eye. But God is saying this is, is that I'm going to begin to show some key people, and God wants to show it all to you. But God's going to begin to show you the big picture in order for you, you all to walk higher. Why? It's because the calling of God goes up. The calling of God goes upward. The calling of God goes upward. Hallelujah. Because Pastor David and Sandy, Pastor Sandy, cannot fulfill the plan of God by themselves. They have to have other people see it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God's given you an invitation to go up higher. Hallelujah. That means to get out of your normal circumstance and, and get, getting out of, of whatever routine you do and start seeking after God. Why? It's because God's going to have to, God's going to begin to show, show you things and we just declare that it'll agree. We just declare it'll agree. It'll agree. It, I said it'll agree. It will agree. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because, because the, the seeing, the, the, the vision of the Lord, again, comes from the Spirit. Hallelujah. God's given you. Amen. I realize you have natural eyes, but God's given you spiritual eyes. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Would you get her? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to come down here. Hallelujah. If you want to push this to the side, Pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Jill, would you come? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just pray right now. Hallelujah. Just lay hands on Hallelujah. I pray, hallelujah, of a boldness and, and a security. Like, again, like a, Lord, how would I say that? A boldness on the inside to just know. Know what I'm called to do and know, hallelujah, just, there it is, confidence. Lord, I pray for a supernatural confidence in the name of Jesus. And why I say that is, is because I will tell you this. Now, I'm going to give you a piece of information. Sometimes people like me can get up here and we can, we can, it can be portrayed that we just know everything that we're doing. Well, I'm going to tell you something. In the natural, <laughs> that is not true. Because we are led by the Holy Spirit. We have to trust that God, it's, it's, not, it's not that we have to trust in ourselves that we, have, we know what we're doing. No, we have to trust that God knows what He's doing. Amen. And God is saying, trust me. God is saying, lean upon me. Hallelujah. Because God wants to take you further. God wants to take you higher. Hallelujah. And so, so, so we, I just believe a, a confidence. It's not, it's not uh, being arrogant or whatever, but there's going to be a, a security.
impurity or a boldness come upon you. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's not because you have confidence in yourself, but because you have confidence, hallelujah, and you trust God. Because sometimes when we, you know, when we step out and do things, we don't, we don't necessarily know. And then, because what happens is, is that, is that if you let your flesh take over, then, then it stops what God wants to do. It, it, it kind of grieves the Holy Spirit. But, but God, God is patient with us. He, it's not about the mistakes we made, all those things. It, it's, it's about being led by the Holy Spirit. So we just thank you, Lord, for a new confidence and a new boldness coming over you. Amen. And, and you'll just go with it. You'll just go with it. You'll go with it. And not only that, but people will see it. and Because it, it's not just for you, but it's for other people around you. You're thinking, my goodness. And, and there will be even people in your family and all that. And they'll see a change. And they'll see that how you come up on a new level. But, but, you know, somebody has to be the leader. Somebody has to be the leader. And when you lead, all of a sudden, what's on you is going to get on them. And they'll begin to see it in Jesus Jesus name hallelujah and so father in the name of Jesus we begin to call the leaders forth we call call the leaders forth the leaders forth the leader yeah there are things in you there are things in you that you have not yet discovered there are abilities there are anointings there are things Don't be the church that says, well, you know, I'm only doing this because there's nobody else to do it. Don't be that. Be led by the Holy Spirit. But Lord, we just begin to call leaders forth in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, I hear that, Lord. I hear that, Lord. You know, the leaders of the church don't think, well, you know what? That's what Pastor David has to do. Or that's what he has to do. You know, uh, in other words, we're going to let him do all the studying. We're going to let him do all the praying. And all we do is we just show up and then we just feed off of him. No, Pastor David has been preaching about bringing your supply. And I speak to you, hallelujah, leaders of the church. You, you can only bring your supply is when you begin to... Uh, Cultivate your relationship with God. When you begin to develop your prayer life, you have to develop your own prayer life. Pastor David, it's Pastor Sandy can't do their uh, do your praying for you. You have to. You say, "Well, I'm only I, I'm only this. I I don't really have a title. I don't really have this." No, 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 no. No, it's not about a title. It's about a fu- the function of the the body of Christ. In other words, the, the, this church, in order for it to do what God's called it to do, people have to bring their supply. But the only way that you're going to be able to bring your supply is you have to develop your prayer life. You say, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, Pastor David will help you, help you know how to develop your prayer life. You say, well, you know, I don't need to study because, because you know, I don't preach. <laughs> I, understand, I understand what you're saying, but that's, that's, a real, uh, uh, that's a wrong approach. Everybody is called to study because when we study the Word of God and we have devotion with Him, come on, it's God, God's Word is Him speaking to us. Speaking to us, and what you're doing is, is you're honing or you're developing the voice of God. Because I will tell you, if you don't develop in you the voice of God, then you can't bring your supply. Hallelujah. If you're not efficient in the Word of God, you cannot bring your supply. Hallelujah. What you do is, is you remain, um, um, I don't want to say immature. That's, uh, what I want to say is, you, you, the better word is, you, you remain underdeveloped. And God doesn't want you to remain underdeveloped. No, God has called you. I said God has called you to be a blessing. Not just to be blessed, but God has called you to be a tremendous blessing. Hallelujah. You should get up and you think, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? How can I be a blessing to the gift of God? How can I be a blessing to this church. How can I be a blessing? How can I bring my supply? You can only bring your supply until, come on, that which is in you is developed through the Word, through prayer, hallelujah, through holy living, through dedication, consecration, hallelujah. 
You know, there, there may need to be a Bible school. You know, there may need to be some things happen so that people can be developed so that they can bring their supply. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, 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 and the Lord is saying, once you develop, once you develop your supply, hallelujah, you'll begin to attract people. Hallelujah. Once you develop your supply, you'll begin to attract people to this church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because it's not just Pastor David's anointing, it's your anointing. Hallelujah. It's the anointing of God upon this place. And guess what? This community needs to hear about it. They need to see it so that they can be drawn to it. Hallelujah. It's because the task at hand is too large for any one person. Hallelujah. God is waiting and He is long-suffering. For this thing to come together and bring their supply in the name of Jesus. Lord, we call it forth in Jesus' name. Lord, we call it forth in Jesus' name. That, Lord, that you're building up your army. That you're building up your army. Hallelujah. I'll tell you this, that some, sometimes this... You know, it's, it's hard to serve God if you're sick or, or it's hard to serve God if you're, if you're always dealing with problems and all those different things. But I'll tell you, by the Spirit of the Lord, the whole reason why that the enemy would try to keep you sickly or would try to, try to keep problems in your life is to stop you from bringing your supply. Stop you from being a blessing. Why? Because you're consumed with dealing with those things. I want to tell you, we who live by faith, we don't have time to deal with those things. We get, we get rid of them quickly. Hallelujah. Why? It's because we've got a job to do in Jesus' name. And we just declare these, I declare these chronic things, these chronic things, these chronic things be destroyed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. These chronic things that always ail people, that always are dealing with, some people are always sad. Some people are always depressed. You're always, that's been your life. I, these chronic things we destroy in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we just declare that this people be mobilized. Mobilized. Mobilized by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Come on, all stand to your feet. We're going to. We're going to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You got a song? Hallelujah. Come on, we're going to thank God for what He said today, what He's done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 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 This, this is what I'm saying from the Lord. It's like, David, you, Pastor David, you're a builder. And I, and I saw a foundation. A lot of times in churches is, is what, what, what people want to do is, is that, you know, they, they see the voids. They, they see, well, we just need more people or we just need or what we just need, you know, that. But the Bible says over there in, in Proverbs, except the Lord build the house. Right. So what happens is, is that the Lord wants to build the house. All right. But what I saw was, is I saw a foundation and then I saw there's pieces missing on that foundation. 
Because number one is if that foundation is not complete, then they're not going to go up with the rest of the house. The, all the foundation has to be laid, and the foundation is here in this church. Amen. But you were talking about supply. When people began to develop that, God, God's beginning to say, I, I will put those pieces in that foundation. Because even though time is short and people want, you know, a lot of times people say, well, you know, in, in church, we'll, we'll, we want more people to come to do some things. Well, God says that will come, but, but, but you can't. Sometimes people want a move of God as long as it doesn't cost them anything. You know what I'm saying? But, but I see this is that the walls can't come up. You know, you can't start building the walls and start framing it up until the foundation is. The supply, the pieces are all there, but, but the supply you have is, is God's going to put all that. And if people will begin to develop their supply, then the foundation, come on, the foundation can be laid. And once the foundation can be laid, then you can start putting up the walls. Then you can start putting on the trusses. Then you can start putting on the roof. Then you can start finishing on, it, on every side. And so things need to be done in order. Hallelujah. But there's some teaching. There, there, there's so, so many things. Again, the kingdom of God is not complicated. You think it is because sometimes it's not. But some of these practical things and some of these secret things need, need, to, be, need to be told. To eliminate you saying, well, you know, God could never use me and all those different things. No, it's, it's by the Holy Ghost. There's no way I could do what I do without the Holy Ghost. Amen. But I agree with you about that supply. I, I believe that there, there, can be, there can be training to bring that supply. And once, once you get that supply out of the ones that are here, the foundation will be laid, and then all of a sudden, bam, you'll be able to put the walls up, you'll be able to put all that up. Hallelujah. Amen. God will send all those different things like that. Amen. And, and, and what I'm seeing is, is that God will begin to show people in their hearts. Because again, we, there's ways we think. We think, well, you know, God can use this, and I don't know how all this other stuff like that, but God, God teaches us how to do those things. The Holy Ghost is a teacher the on-site teacher. There's things that we do in ministry that we've never done before, but the Holy Ghost teaches us while we're preaching and while we're ministering. Can you say amen? Lift your hands up one more time. Lord, we thank you today. Hallelujah. We give you praise for the Word of God. Hallelujah. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that the things that have been said and the things that have been deposited this week, Lord, that they've been written in their hearts by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. You know what the Apostle Paul used to do? He, he would preach, but then he would send letters to reinforce what he did so people wouldn't forget him. Hallelujah. God's going to do it. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Pastor David, would you come?